When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, people, insane episode to kick off this week for starters. A major, major mangaka gets caught being a little bit naughty. We got big updates incoming for the Bleach Thousand Year Blood War anime One Piece movie. Probably like, yo, when, where, how, what, what's going to happen with the One Piece film Red movie? I got you covered on all the info. The Dr. Stone manga continues. Yes, people, I got more insight on what's happening next with the Dr. Stone manga. Big updates from Martial Magic and Muscles, Dragon Ball Super took over Japan and there's so much more in this episode so without further ado I don't want to waste any more of your time let's jump into another exciting episode of For Never News the only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related and we don't bore you we get into it let's do it no matter how you get it done no Okay, people, y'all know the drill. In case you don't, if you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button and that bell to get all notifications. YouTube been bugging out. They don't want to see the God thrive and succeed. And it takes a couple of seconds to help out and help yourself out because then you'll get updated on all the latest and greatest in the world of anime and manga. Number one anime and manga news show in the world. So, yeah, let's talk about it. Hit them bells. And off rip, people, we got some insanity. Now, there's been a lot of mangaka, you know, manga creators. When I say mangaka, in case you don't know what that means, that just means a manga creator and author of a manga whatever version it may be whether it be just the author or just the illustrator or both nevertheless a mangaka getting exposed is kind of a, a interesting thing because for the most part you never really see that right you never really hear anything unless it's something really dark down the rabbit hole that we dare not speak of of just messed up stuff for the most part mangaka they try to be low-key you hear them see them here and there lately they've been a little bit more active i've been noticing especially weekly shonen magazine authors i I've been noticing these dudes go in and just in general for the most part everyone outside of shonen jump authors they keep shonen jump authors like tagashi giving us little scribbles on the side of a paper like hey look this is chapter nine and here's some scribbles on the side of the paper but aside from that i, I just last night i was seeing holy cow george morikawa is on spaces and also at the same time the author of vinland saga is on another space it's like really really awesome too bad we don't have translations they really need to figure some shit out for that because oh my god i'd be in tune like a mo you know what i'm saying well, I say all that to say that, again, authors be low-key. So when there is something that is exposing them, it's kind of a somewhat of a big deal. And, oh, God. The artist of the one punch man manga Yusuke Murata you may have heard his name scattered about homie's one of the greatest artists right now in manga it's just facts like anytime there's a one punch man manga chapter that comes out you can hear all the slander in the world but one thing you'll never hear is damn Murata really don't know how to draw damn Murata was lacking Murata puts his all and everything into every chapter so to hear that homie got caught slipping homie got caught lacking out there in these twitter streets 
it is marvelous to say the least because thankfully this exposure isn't something that is like gonna destroy his reputation although ooh, in japan they're very very strict and, and they're very conservative on things like this uh use kimurata got caught sharing some naughty naughty stuff over on twitter and i don't think it was necessarily on purpose because he posted a link some japanese text and some katakana and translating it says i participated in club nanan from today we support you in the future and again i don't know if that was like an automatic link like you know how sometimes you press some stuff and it'll share out a message and you don't know or because you signed up or whatever and again you're probably like okay who cares what is club nana what's going on there and again if you know anything about the world of anime and manga a lot of these places expect even the creators to move accordingly in a conservative fashion of not you know sticking out the nail that sticks out gets hammered in that's just like the law of the universe when it comes to japan however when you look at what this club nanan or whatever the heck it's called club nanan um yeah i can't really tell if that's even a real person i'd imagine and forgive me i'm not trying to be offensive but uh shorty looks like either a real person and honestly i'm not really sure if this is ai generated or not because shorty looks like a damn near a, a human meets anime character but yeah it's some shorty in like bikinis and then i go to another place and really really just raunchiness maids shorties like roped up i'm looking here like even going down there's like accounts with hearts on it of like just very very raunchy stuff and i'm trying to tread lightly here on these youtube streets so they don't clap your boy but i'm just here in amazement at how freaking hilarious this is now granted i hope nothing comes from it i hope he doesn't get like you know caught out there and they're like yo dog you gotta go or some shit like that or it could be that he's already at the point that he want to go because from what i'm hearing it sounds like one punch man is at an insane climax right now so who knows if yusuke murata's like well maybe if i be a little bit of a horny prick they'll get rid of me and i could walk away with my bonus or something like that because dog this shit is just freaking absolutely hilarious amazing and i don't care what anyone says this is when to just see a mangaka posted up out here posting some shit like this like dog these are some hotties out here assuming that they again aren't ai generated because shorty just looks like way too you know perfected on every angle or some shit like a kardashian but just more you know i don't know plasticky no disrespect to the Kardashians, by the way. I just want to say that, okay? Like, don't hurt me. But yeah, Yusuke Murata exposed for being basically horny on the TL. Shit is crazy, hilarious, and you probably came in here like, oh no, I hope my favorite author, my favorite creator didn't get caught doing something bad. Well, if you consider that bad, I guess being a little bit lewd and probably accidental, it's not really a big deal. On top of that, everybody was for the most part having laughs and saying, yo, Murata, we get it. Y you click these links with one hand on the mouse and one hand down, yeah, you know what? <laughs> but yeah, people, major mangaka, huge mangaka caught lacking, and it's funny, honestly, for the most part, to see him exposed. I'm, I'm not quite mad at it, to be honest, my lord. Shoutouts to Murata, One Punch Man, I just keep hearing it slapping. I need to catch up. I'm still literally at the end of season two of the anime. Moving forward, One Piece fans, you're probably like, yo, dog, I'm dying to see Film Red. What's going on with Film Red? Where's Film Red? What's happening? Well, I got some information for your head top. One Piece Film Red coming to theaters in US, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand this fall. Luffy and the Straw Hats are about to embark on a music-filled journey unlike any other. Definitely pushing that music thing. That kind of worries me. Crunchyroll is bringing One Piece Film Red to the US, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand later this year. And oh my god, let's freaking go this fall. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. This year, I don't care what anyone says. I've been saying it, and I'm gonna still continue to say it, has felt very, very dry for in particular i gotta be very particular because a lot of people get offended for 
action-oriented big anime that we all going to talk about on the TL. You know what I'm saying? We're all going to go crazy feeling like, yo, we feasting, we eating. It's been very dry. Like, at the end of the day, Spy Family was awesome. I'm hearing rumblings because people was clapping at me. I like Kaguya-sama Lover's War, okay? Relax. And, you know, th that's kind of been a thing or whatnot. But it's just been really, from what I feel, kind of dry. Maybe I'm looking from a different perspective. But when I constantly think about what the fall time, what autumn, the fall season has in store for us i'm like dog there's from chainsaw man to bleach to the movies to and, and then now you're adding one piece film red this fall is going to be probably the best thing to happen to anime not probably this is 100 the biggest thing this is what i'm waiting for to really dive my feet in like i've been little by little getting back in you know i've, I've started reading and catching back up to the things that i love and whatnot and then when i come to this i'm like oh my god yes this is i'm, I'm getting prepared for the absolute greatness that is about to take place come this fall season and this is one other thing one piece film red for north america australia and all of the other areas we're going to be getting this film shortly after which it comes out in august so uh, fall what would that be like september october ish like i'm fine with that i mean granted i would love for a simultaneous worldwide release but because of you know uh, piracy and all that jazz i'd imagine even though realistically a dude's gonna sneak into the theaters over there in japan and film that shit and it'll be on the internet anyway why not do a simultaneous release and then boom three months later blu-ray release worldwide so I, I don't understand that. Maybe it's a business thing. Maybe at the end of the day, they know the numbers better than us, right? They're, they always have to have some sort of reference. I can't help but think that when they make these moves, like, you know, let's just say an anime that is kind of making terrible decisions. <laughs> Boruto up until recently. <laughs> there has to be a reason behind it and mainly due to them having numbers that we can't see. Like, hey, it may be tanking on this market, but in this market, it's so lucrative that it doesn't matter if it tanks in this market because this market market is making a shit ton of money so probably it makes just more sense for them financially to release it you know here and there maybe it also tests out markets maybe it also is a demonstration and a proof of concept so to speak for other theaters to like you know chime in and just in general it's like a data gathering technique of yeah we'll release it in japan in august and then boom you get it after yada 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 so yeah people one piece film red this fall north america i will be there i will be very very excited although the music thing you know at first i was like I don't know because usually when they say music it's not like it's gonna be you know some really well it could be some awesome music but they normally mean like a musical type of thing and while I do musicals here on Forever News I don't necessarily know if I'm gonna be all that enthusiastic about it in One Piece Film Red when I wanna just see like pirates kicking the shit out of each other with some awesome storytelling but I guess we'll find out huh? Bleach fans oh my god it's almost here I keep talking about the glorious 2022 fall season that is approaching um, but Bleach fans we got more to be excited about because we're about to get some bombs dropped on us on what's coming next, which I'm not even going to lie. I am desperate, absolutely desperate for a trailer, a real trailer for the upcoming Bleach Styles in your Blood War. Now, you're probably thinking, Fenev, what are you talking about? You made like 100 videos. You did a live reaction. They had a big Bleach trailer. No, that trailer is a pre-render. This is a basically, hey, we're doing the Thousand of Blood War. You and like three other dudes or one dude or whatever, how many people it took to make that. Go make a really dope trailer so that we could get people excited and showcase like, yo, it's coming, yada, yada. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's what the anime is going to look like. It could look absolutely ass backwards, bonkers terrible if they don't really put the manpower and the money necessary behind it 
Now, I'm not saying that that's going to be the case for Bleach's Thousand Year Blood War, but I'm saying that we don't have a trailer showcasing what the show is going to look like. Like, hey, they took clips from episodes one through eight and they smashed it up into a big trailer for us. We don't have that yet. So we technically still don't necessarily really, really know what the Bleach anime is going to look like because that was a pre-rendered trailer that had nothing to do with the production stuff that they had at hand, I'm imagining. Again, I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to put some type of effort behind this because this is a big revival and this is a big deal it's freaking bleach but according to this apparently bleach's thousand year blood war arc anime will be receiving new information next week in weekly shonen jump issue number 31 and that was basically uh from this issue of weekly shonen jump of like you know 626 it gets officially released in north america so next week which pretty much i'd imagine by next episode of forever news i'll have a big update for you guys whatever it is whether it be a new trailer whether it be like hey this is the studio behind it with the animators we're probably going to finally get some real information on the bleach styles and blood war that's going to demonstrate okay this is what it's looking like this is who's involved this is all the official things this is what kubo has to say because we know that kubo loves to be all up in the music videos all up in there come to kubo's clubhouse no <laughs> I'm just hoping that this information is actually really, really, like, you know, useful, so to speak, because, yeah, I don't want to just see, like, again, a black and white from the manga, you know, panel with some text or some shit like that, because at the end of the day, that doesn't give us anything. Like, I remember when the Jump Festa thing was happening, not only they released the trailer, but they had that page of Ichigo, and it wasn't even in color, so what does that do for us? Because, hey, I read the manga about six years ago now, dog. Like, I don't need that. I need more of, here's the character designs. Here's what the anime is going to look like. Here's the main character characters and the finalized designs that's what i freaking need so hopefully that's the big updates we get we gotta wait and see either way as we're approaching i'd imagine if it's not gonna be this month it clearly has to be like next month that we actually get an official trailer because yo fall season's right around the corner we gotta get something come on now now you're playing and usually actually they wait for anime expo so god knows maybe that's actually what they're waiting for anime expo and then boom we get the big announcement they usually wait for those type of events to announce big things like i remember back when the broly film was announced and stuff like that they had a big announcement like I, I was on the plane leaving anime expo and they announced it so maybe around anime expo we'll get some type of big bleach announcements but you know we gotta wait and see again and speaking of designs while this isn't necessarily breaking news i felt that this was very very interesting for black clover fans that i report on this because it's fascinating now i'm gonna keep this on a rumor pile but it seems legit unless this person is really really just misinformed that black clover the anime upon conception it felt like just honestly either they didn't know what they were doing or it was such a rush job and a mess that they were scrambling and yeah because this piece of information is kind of shocking and dare i say it almost unbelievable because when an anime is coming through you need a decent amount of time for pre-production if you really want to banger up you need like a year or, or even a year and a half to two years or something to really get everything down packed like when demon slayers anime for example from studio ufotable in case you don't know about demon slayers it's literally one of the most gorgeous shonen anime of all time. The art and animation is just insane. And I remember it was way before the anime even started. They had like six to eight minutes of the first episode. It was some crazy, maybe I'm exaggerating, might have been four, but there was a bunch of minutes of the episode that they had just, hey, check it out. Look what it looks like. And it was like flawless. So you need that time to have pre-production and showcase like, yo, dog, we put a lot of effort into this. We didn't just slap this together. However, based on this, it 
seems like Black Clover was through and through not only just the way the anime sometimes would fall apart with art and animation early on but just in general a massive rush job because I remember Black Clover when it was first announced that it came through it was like okay it's 51 episodes and it wasn't until like literally episode 40 something that they were like yo we're gonna order another 50 or something like that so they really weren't thinking too long term or you know with longevity in mind with Black Clover in terms of at the very least the anime production side of things but it gets worse if this is accurate then holy cow um salute to Studio Puro the people that did this but also at the same time it's hard to salute them because what so it seems Black Clover's designs of the main characters Asta you know you know pretty much I'm imagining the Black Bulls were finalized in late May June 2017 for an early October release do you understand how terrible and how 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 is that even possible that essentially they didn't have all the designs finalized until May or June let's just say we're gonna give them the benefit of that we're gonna say May right how in the blue hell from May to October did you create the first X amount of episodes because you need those characters finalized to create I mean for crying out loud Asta's all up and down likewise with you know episodes one and, and beyond so how in the blue hell would that even be possible like literally from what the person is saying is yeah pre-production for a long-running show especially you need to have everything down packed and this is why I bring this up as well because we just spoke about bleach and if this is the type of bullshit that they're doing not saying that they are from everything that's been gathered it seems as though they've been really carefully crafting this big revival of bleach but this right here is what makes me look at Studio Piro with the ultimate side eye like either the contracts were so delayed that y'all didn't even really understand what y'all were getting ourselves into to until May or June of 2017 or what the hell because how do you finalize character designs in May and June and have the first episode of a 51 plus episode at the very least it was only planned for 50 at the time anime by October that is absolutely madness and that is why stuff falls apart for these series because like at the end of the day how the blue blazing do you even attempt to do something like that? Honestly, I look at this like if Studio Piro does that with Bleach, again, I don't think that's the case. I've been hearing nothing but great things. But if they did, that would be a travesty. In fact, whenever Black Clover returns, I'm questioning because they announced the movie right at the tail end. You know, the last episode airs. Boom, we got a movie incoming. And we're 2022, you know, heading into six months till 2023. And no movie. Well, the manga is also on hiatus. It's dark time for Black Clover fans. But nevertheless, Studio Piro, get it together. I hope this isn't the same people from 2017. 17 that are doing things now because it would make a lot of sense and it would explain a lot regarding Boruto, um, Black Clover anime, just in general. Like, yo, they be rushing to shit, and that's why we get, you know, Boruto filler galore. That's why we get those episodes like Black Clover where he was running and it looks like red paint behind him because it looks so terrible. They rushing to the dollars and not realizing you make quality work, the dollars are gonna come. Because, like, imagine if Black Clover had Studio Ephotable behind it, it would be. Yeah, people, I thought that that was a very fascinating read to give you guys that something like that actually is possible. If Black Clover's anime final character designs for the main characters was created by May, June or finalized and not with the anime only a few months apart from release. That is 
madness. Dr. Stone fans, it's been one heck of a ride to say the least with the manga wrapping up, the anime being delayed out the wazoo, all we know is that the Ryusai special is supposed to be coming, I want to say, this month or next month uh, for the Dr. Stone anime. It's been pretty turbulent to say the least for Dr. Stone. However, for people that maybe you weren't satisfied with the ending of the manga, maybe you wanted more. We talked about a little bit of what Richiro Inagaki, if I'm not mistaken, or was it Boichi? One of the creators of Dr. Stone had came out and said that Dr. Stone is not over and a lot of people were like hmm he's probably just referring to that the anime still has more seasons to come we still got that tv special that's coming out this summer yada yada well according to this if you were wanting more after the end of the dr stone manga you're getting more dr stone's special chapter appears to narrate events set just a little bit after its finale consisting of a total of 51 pages and a color page scheduled to be published in issue number 31 so next week you're getting 51 pages with narration that takes place slightly after the end of the Dr. Stone manga. I've never read the ending in the Dr. Stone manga. I'm anime only when it comes to Dr. Stone, so I don't know what possibly could come after and how it would affect things and whatnot, but that is very good for Dr. Stone fans, especially if, let's just say, because a lot of people said that it kind of just ends, that it's not like the biggest grandiose ending. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. That's what I've heard, um, and this could give more, and who knows? This could be setting up for Dr. Stone 2 if they decided to do something like that, which honestly would work especially with the big delay of the anime like if they decided to continue dr stone maybe it's no longer the stone age it's dr metal or some shit i don't fucking know that'd be interesting and at the same time i've always appreciated dr stone for being unique doing its own thing and being kind of a standalone and shonen jump all these years but hey if you wanted more dr stone there's a special chapter incoming 51 pages color page you name it the bells and whistles and it takes place after and that's always a really dope thing for me personally for any manga like when it ends and you're like, oh, I just want to see this world one more time. They came through and said, here you go. But this also could be something that maybe they're going to be animating for like, you know, a movie per se. Like they've been doing a lot of interesting things where they'll animate straight up some chapters. I mean, look at Jujutsu Kaisen Zero's movie that's based off of a canceled four chapter. How many chapters was Jujutsu Kaisen Zero? Like very short run. And they made a whole movie off of that and it made a crazy amount of money. So anything's possible. Martial Magic and Muscles fans, y'all probably are already excited you heard in case you didn't that Marshall is getting an anime and it's long overdue to be honest with you Marshall has been running for a good minute the sales have been pretty awesome for the most part definitely started to decline because this has been like one of the most longest runs waiting for an anime to come like I feel like Marshall should already have an anime whether it be 10 episodes in or something like Marshall should have something airing at this point in my opinion this has been a real long wait for Marshall to get an anime but nevertheless recently it was announced Boom! Martial Magic and Muscles anime incoming. However, we got a little bit more of an update on when it's coming because probably people thinking like, yo, okay, so is it going to be like a fall thing? We don't need anything else in fall. I'm going to just keep it real. Let's save some gems and jewels for down the road because fall is already massively packed from Hell's Paradise to you name it. The fall season of anime 2022 is going to have it. Well, Martial Magic and Muscles TV anime is apparently scheduled to air in 2023 and I'm going to tell you why i'm okay with that like there's some downsides to it definitely like yo the the popularity is going to continue to slip and also more than likely that'll give them time to end it because from my understanding Marshall is already in his final arc and it seems as though shonen jump really is dead set on having an anime run by itself and having the manga over this might be the future of it where you're just gonna have the anime and the manga will be over while the anime runs because it probably is the case and that's probably why it's coming in 2023 gives hajime 
Komodo enough time to wrap up everything, and boom, here comes the anime at the end of the martial manga. I don't know how that's going to work, but hey, also a great thing that, hey, 2023, we have at least one major thing that is definitely going to be incoming, amongst a few others that we know is coming in 2023, but especially for people that are like, yo, where's the next big hit coming from from Shonen Jump? When is it coming? I'm pretty sure Marshall is going to be pretty big, unless it's like, I don't know, Studio Puro or Toei Animation gets it, I... I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't want to sleep on them because Toei has done some great things, likewise with Piro, but we've seen in recent times from the World Trigger anime, not the latest seasons, where they finally said, oh, let's do seasonal stuff. I'm talking about early World Trigger. <laughs> Black Clover anime, like, you know, it's a hit and miss. There's some really terrible episodes. Boruto, oh my god. And Marshall feels like the type of series that if they decided to, they could have extended the crap out of it with filler. Thankfully, if they're wrapping up the manga, that might be the end of filler. Who knows? The way Shonen Jump is headed and the way manga is headed where they're ending the manga first that might be the end of filler they finally probably realize yo dog filler is not what people want let's get rid of that and hopefully someday some other series like i don't know boruto follow suit and just let's go seasonal my lord for that world shut the hell up i want my boruto every week i don't care if the episodes are garbage i just want to see studio puro put some shit on my screen god damn what's wrong with you <laughs> I'm joking, my lord. Relax, relax. But yes, people, Marshall, Magic, and Muscles, 2023 anime. Dare I say it? Let's go. Okay, people, I think we skipped a week, but it's time to jump into the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Jose underscore Ke. And off rip, we got 50 through 41. Uh, we got a couple of, I guess, for the most part, somewhat notable names. We got Ao Ashi opening up at 50 with volume 28, 14,000 few other ones we got the kendaichi manga 16,000 detective conan 41 another 16,000 pretty low at the end but hey you know it is what it is actually i take that back that's not that low i remember what was it a week or two ago me and roboco did like 10k and squeezed in the number 50 so actually not too bad then we got places 40 through 31 another detective conan volume that detective conan spinoff is doing numbers i tell you i think it's because of that anime that came out is it out i want to say the anime is out uh with 16.4 then all the way up at number 32 we got Soso no Frieren 23,000 on there and that is gonna be a big one I ain't gonna lie I'm I'm excited for whenever the anime comes out it's being promoted everywhere when I go to Barnes and Nobles it has its own big section that one is a big one I'm, I'm telling you people ahead of time the numbers showcase Soso no Frieren is going to be something big then we got places 30 through 21 and forgive me for jumping through but there's just so much unfamiliar stuff and I don't want to fake like hey if I don't know the manga it is what it is I don't know it I'm sorry no Origami Volume 25 in 4 days, 26,000. Not too bad. Or is it 28? 28. Then Spy Family tearing it up. Places 24 to 21 from 28,000 to 30,000. Oh, never mind. Then from 20 to 18, there's more of that. Ooh, number 17. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Crazy Diamonds Demonic Heartbreak. Oh, the spinoff for JoJo's. I didn't even realize the chapters were out already. But honestly, I, I forget. Sometimes I report it on here and then it's like, woo. But Volume 1 did 35,000 in three days that's not bad at all for a spinoff of a manga that came out like fucking 20 30 years ago that's actually pretty good and definitely something that i'm going to wait i'm not going to read because i know that this is intended for a netflix anime that it has to be spy family again at number 16 37 000. at number 14 
Lane, one punch man, volume 26, 41,017 days, 253. A lot of noise with one punch man lately. It makes me wonder, are they going to wrap up the manga soon? Usually when the noise gets so unbearable that even though I'm not even reading one punch man, I can't escape it. It's either a couple things, it's getting ready to end, something big is going to happen, or it's just really like your climactic arc. But usually when it's inescapable, it's probably that they're pulling out all the stops because maybe we're headed towards a climax. Uh, we got a number 13, Arsene Senki, which I want to say the author of Full Metal does the art on that one. 44,000, not bad at all. Then, top 10, top 10, top 10! Very excited to jump into this one. For starters, we got a Tokyo Avengers character book, Volume 3, in 3 days, 52,000. That is very, very excellent. Number 8, this one right here. Um, in case you missed it, I made a video, I want to say last year, I'm going to put it right here, right here. Chris, right here. This is the new manga from the author of Full Metal Alchemist. She is doing, if I'm not mistaken, the art and story. This is like, hey, my next edition. I think she took a break from, you know, the action stuff of being the mangaka, you know, art and characters story-wise, yada yada. And did like Silver Spoon and then did like art on Arsene Senki and little stuff here and there. But this is her first full-on shonen battle series that she is taking the helm of so to speak and doing everything and i'm not even gonna lie for starters the sales and we must have missed it last week i didn't even realize that but in 10 days it has done 120,000. and from what i read with that first chapter if it continued that way to be honest with you i'm kind of lacking on that but um it was incredible it had so much already off rip potential that yeah i could see this being the next big hit and i'm very very excited as well because uh this is a square enix manga square enix manga they come and go and you know it's like if it's a disney project it might be big but 120,000 and 10 days 70,000 and it's basically second week of release so to speak that is phenomenal and i'm so happy to see that yo it looks like hiromu arakawa is back with a, a hit i think we already have a hit i think yomi no su guy is a hit and if you haven't been reading it check it out because at the very least i can tell you the first chapter was insane and such a, a a big way to start things off whenever that gets an anime inevitably clearly getting an anime it is going to be absolutely massive there's just no freaking way because that first episode is going to go bonkers kaguya sama love is war volume 26 83,000. really good stuff in three days it looks like sales are actually really good this week a lot of these are only like three day sales or we're getting like an extra three days uh, we got zero no tea time if i'm not mistaken that's another detective conan spinoff 89,000 uh golden kamui volume 30 141,000 uh wow that's really really good so so no free edin volume 8 143,000 in three days excellent excellent kingdom three days 345,000 for volume 65 oh my god kingdom how do you do it no one gives a flying rat's ass about that anime and yet look at that bravo bravo that manga author is a legend walking then number one it's very good it's looking very good because these are again only three days sales tokyo avengers volume 28 in three days 408 or six i'm forgive me these are blurry as hell but over 400,000 copies for volume 28 in three days now if that was a full week i would say oh god that's not good for tokyo avengers that's a massive steep decline i've seen the manga do more than that way more than that um in week one However, for three days, that is excellent. The cover looks dope. We gotta wait and see, I guess, after the next one. Like, if the next one, it only does 50k, I... I 
highly doubt. I think it's going to do probably a buck 20 next week. I'm going to call it. Let's see if I'm right. I think those numbers are not that bad. It's probably a decline. It seems as though Tokyo Revengers is on a decline. It had like a massive boost and destroyed everything while the anime came out. And then it's slowly dipping and fans are slowly shitting on it. That's pretty much majority of manga, but especially with Weekly Shonen Magazine. Like the longer Fairy Tale went on, the more people hated it. The longer the Seven Deadly Sins went on, the more people hated it. The more Tokyo Revengers is going on, the more people are hating it. Yeah, people, those were the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Joseph underscore Ke. I'm looking forward to seeing next week's numbers. Dragon Ball fans, I got a couple of pieces of news. For starters, Dragon Ball Super Superhero took over Japan to a certain degree, I guess you would argue, uh, because according to this, it says, official Dragon Ball Super Japanese account teases that something will happen tonight. This was when, you know, the announcement was being teased, and it mentioned to pay close attention to different towers in Japan, and it was due to, you know, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. And what they did, basically, in honor of Dragon Ball Super Superhero is they turn some of the towers into like red and green in particular like to you know celebrate i guess super superhero even though what does turning it green i mean maybe it's for piccolo shout outs to piccolo yeah they did this for piccolo let's freaking go and there's like a purple lighting right in the middle honestly that's damn near perfect holy shit that is wow that's a shout to piccolo japan way to go hold on hold on hold on recognizing the real greatness okay understanding the real greatness and all around i like it when they do stuff like that it just shows the impact of anime and manga not only in the community but worldwide dog they're they're messing with towers in honor of a, a movie and in more dragon ball super superhero related news dragon ball super superhero film sells 1 million tickets after 12 days dragon ball super superhero the second anime film in the dragon ball super franchise has sold over 1 million tickets after 12 days at the box office to celebrate the official toei channel on youtube streamed the first five minutes of the movie which i'm not even gonna lie i found that interesting i did not watch it i think it's off as you're watching this right now they removed it they showed the first five minutes from what somebody told me don't quote me on this but i heard that there was like two minutes of 2d animation and i'm wondering if they were trying to clickbait people with that like yo dog it's not as bad but also to me that is definitely a massive massive sign that dragon ball super superhero isn't doing what they had hoped expected or just in general they're trying their best to change the you know online opinion so to speak with hey guys look there's five minutes you get to see what's really going down man you'll get to understand that this movie is great i think that that's why they did that to be honest with you i think it's to get a little more interest in it because as i reported for starters the opening week was like the slowest to reach a billion something like that like it hasn't been the greatest for this film again it's trying to penetrate different markets it's going in a different direction it's giving some of the bad aspects but being realistic we only know about the big things that we really love and care about through leaks they haven't been aggressive on marketing any of that shit i think when it comes to the west they're gonna probably put more behind it like the first big trailer when you know crunchyroll is dubbing it it's probably going to be gohan and piccolo related it feels like though this is not necessarily i don't want to say a desperate attempt but definitely aggressive marketing to say hey we know you counted it out we know you don't care about this film a lot of you guys look why you should really care here's five minutes we care about you care about us and i'll be honest with you they kind of morphed my opinion when i started seeing like yo this fan service that i just can't ignore some fan service i can't ignore and i'm not talking about busty elements i'm talking about yo gohan and piccolo that is just so fire to me of as adults seeing him side by side with a sensei the return of cell they knew what they were doing at the end of the day they knew that uh, at the very least even a cat like me that was heavily and still is heavily against 3d cg is gonna turn around and say all right let's go pull up and see what piccolo's doing now we're 
let's see my guy Gohan get his moment, I guess. And they're like, yo, and here's five more minutes for the others that don't want to fucking give it a go. We have people Dragon Ball Super Superhero. They had five minutes of it online to see if people care. And I guess we'll see. I I'm very interested to see the North American numbers because there's been a lot of people that are like, I don't want that. That's not my Dragon Ball fam. Those numbers are going to be fascinating. And you already know, the Nev Dog is going to have you on that. Hit that bell. Hit that subscribe button so you be in tune with if Dragon Ball Superhero uh, does well or not in the US, North America, and everywhere outside of Japan that, while it's doing decent numbers, is behind all of the other Dragon Ball films that have been released since the Battle of Gods. Speaking of movies, Jujutsu Kaisen fans, it's been forever since I've reported anything on the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero film success. Let's take a double back and see, well, what's been happening with Jujutsu Kaisen? Jujutsu Kaisen Zero climbs past 180 million dollars U.S. worldwide box office. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero concluded in Japanese theaters a little under a month ago, and while it's still having special showings around the world, Oricon has announced the current worldwide box office total for the blockbuster anime film, confirming it has made 24.25 billion yen, around 180 million dollars, around the world. Breaking up the numbers, it was 121 million in the U- What? No fucking way. Oh, okay, that was the Japanese numbers. I thought that that was from the U.S. Never mind. Breaking up the numbers, 13 13.75 billion yen, 121 million dollars in Japan, um, and the worldwide box office breaking up the numbers, 13.75 billion yen, approximately US 121 million dollars of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero's worldwide box office is from Japan, while the remaining 10.5 billion yen, US 78 million dollars, is from 80 countries, and that's why they always have to make sure that it pops in Japan, because Japan is still gonna always be their big breadwinner, hello, it's from Japan, so that's why they have to move accordingly and make sure that Japan is straight, that's why they always gotta make sure Japan is straight because if Japan ain't straight the, the whole thing ain't straight the film was screened over 8,000 theaters 9.9 .9 million tickets were sold for Jujutsu Kaisen Zero in theaters outside of Japan with 9.8 million tickets sold for the film in Japan alone and I'm not gonna lie 180 million dollars for this film is phenomenal I know most people are like well Demon Slayer did half a billion or whatever and that is definitely true and I look at it as follows Demon Slayer is the Dragon Ball Z of this generation Jujutsu Kaisen is the Yu Yu Hakusho show of this generation both wildly successful one more so than the other and one arguably arguably and i'm solely speaking in terms of the narrative because they're both freaking awesome shows they both are really really good but yeah that's how i kind of compartmentalize it it's like the dragon ball z and the yu yu haka show of this generation both wildly successful again just one doesn't really measure up success wise to the other but they're both really freaking good and jujutsu kaisen deserves that 180 million i don't know what they broke off gege probably not much hopefully the next one comes out and they actually break off gege with what they deserve because yeah 108 million dollars and I'd, I'd imagine gege probably walked away with like 10k or something ridiculous in case you don't know check back one of my episodes of forever news where i talked about that koyoharu gotoge author of demon slayer was paid pennies for the moving train film despite it doing like half a billion dollars not my typical news that i like to cover but i felt it was significant i do like the show and overall i think it's very important that from what i'm hearing apparently murmurings are saying that kaguya sama love is wars manga is getting ready to end according to this it says 
Kaguya-sama Love is War by Aka Akasaka will be, wow Aka Akasaka aka Akasaka let's go will be ending in 14 chapters the series will conclude with its 28th volume and eh, that sounds about right they've been saying that it's in its climax for a little bit and I'm interested to see how that's going to affect the anime again I, I like Kaguya-sama from the episodes I've seen it was kind of like a romance with Death Note elements in it not like murder but like mind games of like a Death Note level mind games in it and I kind of like Kaguya-sama so it's definitely going to be sad for it to go and it's also obviously going to affect hey how many more seasons of the anime but uh, hopefully they give a good conclusion that's one of the most important things of course and just in general I wanted to give you know a little bit of breadcrumbs for the people that love Kaguya Summer it's ending my lord 14 more chapters 28 volume let's go don't know why I put on this accent my lord you probably hate it don't care now if you've been watching and enjoying Spy Family this season and you're like oh my god what happened to my sweet little innocent anime where, where did it go they said it was supposed to be two cores what, what what went down well spy family wrapped its first core with its final i want to say the 12th episode of its season if i'm not mistaken and a lot of people were left wondering like yo dog I, I want more spy family where is my anya where is lloyd what's going on here fam well according to this spy family anime will return its second core in october 2022 second core will be 13 episodes long so one more thing for you to watch this fall season like i don't care if you like anime or manga um you are going to really be in for a treat this fall season and I don't if I'm wrong then by golly I'm wrong but there's just too much shit for me to be wrong like everything across the board would have to fail in order for me to be like oh, okay like this is bad because yeah even now Spy Family second core is going to be running through which I honestly feel like that was a bad choice and it might be because of production issues realistically they're splitting the production duties between Studio Wit and Studio Global Works yeah it probably would have made more sense to run it through all the way till fall because fall is just too packed I'm not I, I can't keep it a buck with you and it'll be hilarious if i'm wrong on this one and if i'm wrong i will come in and gladly say yo dog i was wrong but imagine spy family something is so godlike in those next 13 episodes that it overshadows bleach and chainsaw man and hell's paradise and everything else that would be the most ironic outcome and possibly according to like somebody like elon musk the most likely usually the ironic outcome is the one that'll happen so i'm gonna say here spy family is gonna overshadow everything apparently <laughs> Yeah, I, I had to give this because I'm sure there's some people that are like, oh, freak, man, y'all was really enjoying that. It's coming back with 13 episodes along with like 50 other anime that you're going to love and enjoy. So lock down your schedules, mate. Chainsaw Man fans, this is worrisome and not worrisome at the same time, to say the least. In case you don't know, Chainsaw Man anime incoming fall, yada, yada, big season. You already know the drill. Um, But a lot of people are like, okay, fall, we had a pre-rendered trailer. We don't even really know what the show is going to look like per se. But hey, why not fall season? But we got an update that makes me like okay uh, the wording makes me not feel so scared but nevertheless if you're a jojo's bizarre adventure fan of the anime in particular what are you feeling right now waiting for those stone ocean episodes you're probably feeling like why 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 you're not liking it right well any anime that gets next to netflix is going to be a little something to be worried about you gotta be looking like Ooh, are they gonna you know destroy us how's this gonna work and rightfully so to have that mindset because again i want more stone ocean i freaking hate waiting i thought that this was going to be easier to do than it actually is of 12 episodes and wait when we know uh, jojo's fridays what happened to that please but chainsaw man apparently will stream on netflix 
2. Chainsaw Man is scheduled to be broadcast and distributed on terrestrial broadcasting and Netflix this fall. And the second part of the original, Gakuen, will be serialized. We already know that. Uh, Tanaka predicts this work will not be noticed by the world in earnest, meaning that it's going to be huge. But I will say that, honestly, I think that it's not the worst thing in the world because they say on Netflix too, which means that hey they could probably be releasing the episodes weekly over on netflix which is cool but yeah if it was netflix locked if netflix was like hey here's a gajillion million dollars which they probably would have done if it's not that the whole case of them losing 200,000 customers and firing people every other day it probably could have gone that way thank goodness for what the hell happened because i would have hurt somebody if they would have had like yo dog we got to go through netflix and the netflix jail and all that stuff i would have gone bonkers so thankfully it seems as though it's going to be on Netflix seemingly and that could also just mean Netflix Japan which yeah, if that's the case who gives a shit but if it's on Netflix over here in the west as well then as long as it's on everywhere else I don't really care it's not a big deal nothing to panic about now when it says uh, Netflix original or some shit we get the pitchforks we get the torches and we start screaming chainsaw man save us because at that point then all hope is lost but it says two which means that Netflix didn't offer up the right bag and again it could also just mean Netflix Japan which again who cares at that point we're not in Japan it's not gonna affect us one way or another unless again Netflix sneaks in and it's like you know what we do have an extra bag in this safe right here let's bring some of that money out tell them we want the whole thing the whole shebang and at that point no seriously Chainsaw Man for the love of God save us from that Chainsaw Man will be available on Netflix somewhere in the world now my favorite segment that I recently added where we talk a little bit of music and again this segment will be the last time where it's more so like straight up hip-hop oriented i know i promise like yo dog i'm gonna add heavy metal please by all means if there's anything you want on my radar a band something let me know i will check into them keep up to date with them or whatnot there's a few bands that i've recently been getting into that i'm like okay i could probably keep up with that so definitely fill me in on what you want me to report on and whatnot and i will stay on the pulse of it but right now this is going to be the last time where it's just straight up hip-hop oriented because for starters i got to talk about lupe fiasco's new album that recently dropped highly highly recommend i listen to the whole thing straight up and down it is called drill music in zion and if you know anything about lupe fiasco he is a very very incredible hip-hop artist now oddly enough i've always been sleeping on lupe i've always been sleeping on lupe because i couldn't tell you why maybe it's just something within me because I, realistically lupe has always been the type of artist that i would immediately gravitate towards he reminds me in certain areas and certain elements of lupe is somebody that does not care about what the you know the world thinks lupe is him i just saw a clip of lupe last night where somebody was talking about dragon ball z and he was like nah i don't fuck with dragon ball z and the dude was like yo but dragon ball z raised me and he was like well you would raised wrong I, I don't like dragon ball z what did he say oh, i'm gonna just put that out there how can you not love somebody that stands on an opinion like that i feel like such a shit bag that it took me so freaking long to really understand the greatness of lupe fiasco again i've listened to the albums i love hip-hop saved my life because hip-hop saved my life so i was even banging that record back then but i never really dove into his discography like as of recent where you come to realize lupe is freaking incredible like yo there's certain artists in this world that are just like on a another level you got lupe fiasco you got the royce the five nines you got the kendrick lamars you have the you know what i'm saying coles the the joiner lucas you got all of these incredible artists that you know you gotta look at and when i see 
you know, Lupe dropping an album, which is unfortunate that he is one of the most blackballed artists in history to have, you know, coming from massive smash successes where the industry was pushing him all over the place to them trying to bury him. Go check out Drill Music and Zion. My favorite record. Let me look it up real quick because it was freaking awesome. Yo, even trying to find his album right now, I'm having a difficult time and I'm on the YouTube music app. This is crazy. Precious things that record right there wow and i mean this album a 10 track album he's not trying to force feed you 100 billion records but precious things Mwah. shout outs to lupe fiasco i had the opportunity privilege and honor to speak with him alongside race to five nine a couple years back it's a badge of honor i gotta rock it sometimes i know people like yo for that we heard that already you're gonna hear it again and again and again um salute to you if you're watching this i doubt you are but if you are lupe uh drill music and zion that was freaking incredible i'm probably going to be adding that to my rotation alongside mr morale and the big steppers and just the music that i'm really into right now because it's phenomenal really really dope stuff salute bro like keep going in case you don't know lupe is low-key in a certain avenue kind of one of us he does love anime and manga and we gotta love him and stand lupe i don't care we're not doing the bullshit of black balling no then since i spoke about him kendrick lamar very interesting that his promo run for this album mr morale and the big steppers has been the most honestly low-key but still very very huge like drops like in comparison to what he did with damn to where he's at with mr morale and the big steppers was damn was literally you know everything throwing at the board you got rihanna on a record you just have like these bold statements the cover art the title and everything that was literally like the ultimate approach at yo let's tap into the mainstream consciousness with this music and damn was it was life-changing dog i went to my very first major concert damn with my sister and it was a memory i'll never forget it was one of the most incredible performances he was jumping out of the stage and shit like it was phenomenal and shit like that so Kendrick coming into this album Mr. Morale and Big Step was five years later a conscious album but a classic album I don't care I've been listening to it every freaking day since it came out classic 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 album um and then now recently it kind of had me a little bit conflicted because he was performing I believe it's N95 if I'm not mistaken on a Louis Vuitton show it was like a runway show and I'm just there like the irony of it because dog the whole point of that record is take all that designer bullshit off and what do you have but he's performing it there and granted you know Kendrick is free to do whatever he wants but it definitely gives me mixed signals of Kendrick and it also makes me feel like his departure from TDE may have a play in that like dog is wearing a diamond studded crown on his head granted he don't rock chains even though recently he's kind of been like shown with a chain on and whatnot but wearing a diamond studded crown is very different than the Kendrick Lamar that you know never really wore jewelry and was talking about how he enjoyed fruity pebbles kind of like a innocent dude now granted that could have just been the image that you know the industry was pushing for Kendrick at the time or whatever but for him to go from that to a diamond studded you know rose thorn crown on some Jesus Christ type of stuff and then performing a record that is very contradictory to the setting at Louis Vuitton makes me just wonder for Kendrick makes me as a human being um I guess you would say worry about Kendrick like yo dog when you're that conflicted there must be a lot going on and if you listen to Mr. Morale and Big Steppers this man is he's been going through something he starts off telling you for the last five years he's been going through something he's been going through heavy things and whatnot so um just my heart goes out to Kendrick I know he's a millionaire you're like yo Fennel, why your heart goes out to him because I can see when somebody is hurting when somebody is going through some shit and seeing him performing that record at that Louis V thing I don't know if that's where his heart is at right now I don't know if he's just kind of at a loss 
state in his career but it was kind of like mixed for me like i was so happy for him like yo dog they're putting you up on the main stage so to speak but at what cost you know and like i'm sure he sacrificed a lot just to do that damn album like the amount of mainstream appeal in there there's a lot that goes into that um just hoping the best for him and PG Lang and uh, Baby Keem. Baby Keem's album was freaking phenomenal. I'm, I'm interested to see where things go with Kendrick, but I'm going to keep a close eye because I love Kendrick for the consciousness. I love that he has, you know, given his career pretty much to being damn near a superhero. Wishing him the best, and I'm looking forward to the next project because, yo, that was a, a very solid, not was, that is a very solid piece of work. And as of right now, I want to say that's probably the strongest album that's come out. Obviously, Lupe just dropped Drill Music and Zion and that might be a competitor, but for me right now, that's album of the year. And the arch nemesis, so to speak, Drake. Sales are in, and Drake's album has quietly been posted to have sold 210,000 copies first week. And, you know, th there got to be a fair balance to it. Yeah, it was a last-minute album. Yeah, it was a house music album. You got people like Irv Gotti coming out and speaking out against it. Like, yo, bring the DMXs and bring back the Jay-Zs and stuff like that. So, uh, definitely an experiment, so to speak. But I still have to stand on the fact that, first of all, I can't escape that album. Like, I, this is one of the first Drake albums that I haven't really listened all the way through. Like, when Scorpion came out, I listened to Scorpion a lot. I still go back and listen to Scorpion. I really like the Scorpion album. But this this one, I'm just not in no rush to it. It's not for me. So I guess you could argue that he did cut off a certain amount of the fandom. I don't know if this is just that he's trying to make like music to tour on. Like this will probably be great music that you could tour on. Also, it'll bring in more female fans, which at the end of the day, female fans, statistically, it's shown that they are the ones that are going to spend the money. Okay, female fans are the ones that really come in. They're going to show out for the tickets. They're going to buy the merch. They're going to do all of that stuff. So maybe that was also where his mindset was. Let me cater to them. But I still got to stand on and we could talk. Let's talk some numbers, right? Surprise album, uh, debut a few hours before release 210,000 great numbers very low for Drake I believe he dropped like an EP or something if I'm not mistaken a few years back where it had that 2C slide or whatever I think the numbers are similar to that right but this is his latest offering Cole I want to say did about 250 ish 260 maybe 270 somewhere around there with the offseason solid album one of the best albums of last year or whatnot but that was pretty much where I think he had about like a week's notice as well and still very solid and at the end of the day it did get a lot of spin and rotation it had some heavy hitters on there you had little baby or whatnot kendrick surprise came with what he didn't even really have like official singles he had the heart which is normally just like a warm-up song or whatnot and it comes in 295,000 or whatever right now as it stands the previous generation of big three and i'm gonna keep on saying previous we're in a new era baby he's pretty much the one that with the last offering has came out the strongest now you're probably gonna say fnev certified lover boy did like 600,000 okay damn did about 600,000 what, what, what are we talking about here and i think cole's last album if i'm not mistaken his last official album prior to that one was kod and i want to say it did like 350 or something like that that if i'm not mistaken so you can definitely see that the previous big three the embers of what they were is slowly starting to i don't want to say burn out because at the end of the day they're still gonna they're still widely successful and they're still more successful than majority of the acts that you're gonna see released or whatnot but in comparison to their previous offerings it looks like the industry is down right now it looks like the discounting of bundles has severely impacted a lot of things not to say that they needed bundles or whatever and just in general this surprise release i feel like it's a combination of okay if we do a surprise release that means we don't got 
to put like no marketing thing behind it other than like the big initial launch and i've noticed that kendrick one of his records the n95 record has been like put on rotation on radio so they probably threw a quarter of a mil at radio i'm not trying to say Kendrick is the one that, like, everybody freaking, the music industry has ran on that shit, okay? It's not about Kendrick or whatnot, but you have all of that combined, and you still gotta say that, okay, if Kendrick's last album, damn, did like 500, 600,000, Drake's last album, CLB, did about 600,000, Cole did about three something, but in this one, Cole's latest offering did more than Drake's latest offering. Let's just look at the latest numbers. Kendrick is the one with the highest numbers with the latest release. It's just the facts. And at the end of the day, body of work wise, it also goes in Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, life changing music, very freaking incredible. Um, the Off Season is not far from that. Off Season was a freaking incredible album, one of the best. That and Lloyd Banks' uh, Course of the Inevitable, two of the best albums of last year. Yeah, you like old head music. I can listen to the new shit too. I rocked with Kodak and all that stuff. Relax, don't play with me, dog. And then Drake, his latest offering, this dance music album, which, hey, yo, he's servicing a certain part of his fan base, but still, it's the lowest of the three. As it stands right now, if we're going according to numbers, damn was similar to CLB. You got to use these numbers. Boom, Kendrick is top dog. No pun intended, by the way, because he's obviously left TDE. Shoutouts to TDE. But yeah, that's where we stand with it. Okay, people, a whole lot of stuff going down in the world right now. We got a massive delay for something that you guys have been dying for, an anime that y'all been waiting for so freaking long. It just got delayed, and I'm like, no. Massive changes in Shonen Jump to the point that you're going to be like, yo, did they just fire somebody over what we've been thinking lately? We're going to talk about that. Toy animation leaking massive stuff regarding Dragon Ball that people are like, really, dog? Like, the movie doesn't even come out in the West until August. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, yeah. Creator of Hunter Hunter is back and he's talking some kind of wild and like, oh my god, why are you talking this way type of stuff. Updates for the Bleach anime. Then on the music side of things, we got a lot of new releases going on. Some very controversial stuff going on right now with one of the band members of the band Green Day. Okay, people, first order of business. Yeah, I know. Hit that subscribe button and hit that bell to be notified. We be dropping bombshells over here on this channel and you're gonna wanna be tuned in. So definitely hit them so that way you get notified and we all keep on making it go full circle. Okay, so so people are probably going to be upset by this one, but if I didn't inform you, then you'd probably be there like, oh man, hey, I can't wait for this to come out. Hey, when is it coming? It, it's it's not coming. What, what, what happened? Because a certain anime with a little bit of a spiral, so to speak, has been said to be coming out for like three years now. I want to say it was announced like 2019 or something, and then due to the pandemic and all sorts of stuff, it's just been delayed, 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 and it's like, yo, when is it coming? What's happening? Toonami, Adult Swim, what's going on? Because the legendary horror manga by the author known as Junji Ito Uzumaki has supposed to have had an anime coming for years now. They announced it again, I want to say 2019, like, yo, let's go. It had a tiny little teaser of a black and white trailer, and I was like, this is going to be probably the greatest horror anime of all time. Junji Ito is a legend. This looks great, and understandably so, between the fact that Adult Swim slash Tsunami is a smaller budgeted type of run, and also the fact that, hey, we were hit with a global pandemic where everybody was stuck in the house and everything was going crazy they had delays upon delays but yet again another delay and this time i'm kind of like oh, i get it and it's always a better thing to go for quality over rushing stuff but considering the all the delays that is definitely going to impact some people feeling like i don't care anymore like that's where some people are going to be me personally i'm just going to throw it to the back burner
corner of my mind at this point and when it arrives it arrives i'm not gonna keep on being like it's coming it's coming but here's what, what, what was said this time around because it's getting ridiculous thanks to everyone for their interest and positive comments about our uzumaki anime adaptation unfortunately the premiere date of the series must again be delayed in order to replicate the quality of the intricate designs and detailed line work of mr ito's classic manga director nagahama and the production team have asked for additional time to recreate ito's masterpiece properly as much as we'd like to deliver this show to the public as soon as possible we don't want to compromise its quality by delivering a mediocre final product we remain fully committed to pursuing the completion of this work at the highest caliber we'll be back with a firm premiere date once we are confident this adaptation is good as we know it can be thank you for your continuing patience and support uzumaki anime production team june 24 2022 and oh my god come on i ain't gonna lie that is a pet peeve of mine i get it and at the end of the day i'm still gonna support the fact of yo get it right get it right before you bring it like whether it be a musical composition a manga an anime whatever it may be is always better if you have to delay it delay it because if you're gonna bring a better product in the end result then by all means it's just really freaking annoying especially right now we're in the era of you know everybody wants it now instant gratification you have amazon will drop a package in your lap and give you a massage and maybe even a reach around for the right price <laughs> So to hear another delay for Uzumaki is kind of like, oh my god! Because legitimately right now, it has the potential to be the greatest horror anime of all time. Like right now, personally, I would say the greatest horror anime still to this point, I always revert back to is Higurashi When They Cry. That was literally just horrifying to see, oh, look, these cute characters, these kids. Why is she stabbing her head into a spike? What the hell? And I think Uzumaki can top that because Uzumaki will question even your damn fingertips. You will look at your fingertips and be like, why are there spirals? Why are there spirals? Everything. What goes around comes around. That's what people say. Yeah, people, Uzumaki anime, and I'm not referring to our boy Naruto, has been delayed again. When will it come? Who knows? I'm gonna at this point throw my hat in the ring to say 2023. It would have been perfect for it to drop for this fall season. I believe it was said to be dropping this fall season, which made fall 10 times better. But minus one on fall, which I'm not really all that upset about it. If you've been following this show, which you should, uh, basically, there's so much anime coming we got spy family core 2 bleach chainsaw man a lot of stuff coming this fall so i ain't mad about losing uzumaki get it right come back but by golly i want it already adult swim jason demarco my guy come on i think he's still possibly somewhat with his hands in this i don't know i know he's onto greater and grander things but my guy we want it one piece fans you're going to go crazy for this one one piece fans you've probably never seen all the one piece films just keeping it real i've never seen all the one piece films i've seen a few of them i've seen of course the i want to say it was the redo of alabasta the robin arc that was redone into a film that was like the first one that they actually brought to the states on blu-ray cop that immediately uh so we have that one then of course strong world i imported the blu-ray i spent mad money like uh, strong world really just changed everything for one piece in my opinion that was the start and then of course marine four but then you got strong world film z hands down the best one piece film then there was film gold then there was stampede after film gold if i'm not mistaken and then right now we're headed towards the latest one uh, film red which i'm excited about that one too but now you're gonna have more in store and it really looks like they're amping up all over the place for different drops of one piece but according to this it says all 14 theatrical films of one piece will be available for free 
on Amazon Prime Video starting July 22nd. So if you've been apprehensive about it, if you've been like, yo, have no fear, which it's very interesting. This is again going into the whole streaming war situation because Netflix has been really diving their hands deep into this whole One Piece thing. They released a Strong World on there. I believe they had Film Z on there. They're doing the One Piece live action show. Like Netflix is heavily invested in One Piece. So for Prime to get this, I'd imagine it's because a lot of the older films never really got released in places because one, they didn't get dubbed. Two, they were kind of like older. And One Piece really over here because of the whole four kids catastrophe. We're not even going to dive into that. Never really got a stronghold over here. So they probably didn't see the need and see the lucrative nature of it to bring them over here. But it seems that things are changing and of course with film red on the horizon everybody's gonna go nuts which i can't freaking wait for it i want to say what we get it comes out in japan in august film red and then i think we get it over here they said fall so i'm excited for that but yeah 14 of them will be out and also i'll have the details somewhere here on the screen apparently one piece film gold will have a re-release in theaters for like two days special here in the west again there'll be details here on the screen so you can check it out which that's kind of dope that's not my favorite of the one piece films i prefer stampede and Film Z just blows everything else out the water. It's like Film Z, Strong World, the, the the Chopper one. I saw a little bit of that. I never watched it in its entirety, but it's a, you know a condensed version of the Chopper arc that was fire. But probably it would be Film Z best one, Strong World second best, and maybe Stampede third. I really love the idea of one of Rogers people Bullet being like the antagonist. So that was kind of dope. But yeah, One Piece fans, y'all's wees shall I say eat here July twenty second. Let's go. Next up, Bleach fans, you're gonna be going crazy right now in case you missed it i talked about it over on the official forever news channel highly highly encourage you go over there and subscribe and hit the bell because that is the future of forever news at some given point breaking news if you're watching this segment forever news is going to live over there for now this is where it's at this is what we're rocking but at some given point that is the destination so i highly encourage you to get on board now before this ship takes off of forever news and you can be able to brag and say yo dog i rock with forever news back before it really took off before we was in the 20 30 million subscribers you know what i'm saying but in case you missed it for starters there was a big reveal of a key visual for the upcoming bleach styles in your blood war anime which we now have a full high quality version of it here with the captains and the vonden rake the stern ritters all of that good stuff which is very very exciting but then also we had a big announcement that there was leaks of bleach's thousand year blood war anime episodes one and two will be pre-screened september 11th that could mean a couple of different things it could just mean that the people that get to pre-screen and, and watch there are going to be able to watch maybe take some pictures and show it online it could also mean that it'll get leaked similar to and i again spoke about all of this on forever news go check it out how one punch man's anime years ago back in like 2015 the episode was screened pre-screened and then it was available everywhere on the internet like a month or two before it actually came out could be the same case here could be also that they're trying to survey the audiences to see well okay we're gonna leak this shit see what people think about it and then we'll know where to go from here if it's not to the quality maybe we gotta up it maybe we can ride it out i'm imagining that's also to testing it's similar to when they you know have a movie that they're trying to put out in theaters and they pre-screen it for audiences this is a data gathering method in my opinion to see do people care will they care how do they like what we're doing the you know texture of the backgrounds all sorts of stuff is i'm imagining why they're doing this pre-screening but still it is massive that potentially in september we could have the bleach anime's first two episodes episodes one and two and yo, 
let's freaking go man i'm not gonna keep on being redundant with it full season of anime but bleach baby look at the high quality of the stern ritter right here again chris put it up there so they can see this beautiful image of yuha watcher yavaka yo how the hell you say his name the the leader of the, the quincy leader there we go i want to really ask you guys a serious question when it comes to this though do you think that off rip the bleach anime is just going to take off and dominate also what is your expectations for episode count the thousand blood war is like about 200 chapters realistically because a lot of those chapters are battle stuff where like you know you could put five minutes of an episode i'd say we need 50 episodes or better just flat out if they do like a 24 25 episode one it's going to be ridiculously rushed i think we could do 24 take a core break or something like that come back and do 24 more at least 48 you know what i'm saying i feel like 48 to 50 episodes could possibly get it all done i'd feel more comfortable with 75 maybe even 100 doubt we'll get the 100 but i'm gonna say 50 to 75 but what do you think how many episodes it feels like we're right here we're at the cusp of bleach's return and i want to know you guys' opinion on that considering they're pre-screening to get some data i just want to know what you guys think and how you feeling right now because bleach back baby i'm not even gonna lie i gotta ask toy animation what are you guys doing okay because wow i think they've understood something major and that's that the perception for dragon ball super superheroes movie hasn't been the greatest i think they're in tune in that regard of like oh snap people aren't excited about our 3d cg movie like granted they probably knew off rip that it was going to be a challenge but again considering we've already reported that the sales for the first week is like the lowest in all of the films since its return the franchise with battle of gods yada yada it hasn't been performing to what you would ideally expect from a dragon ball film right like broly was just insane everywhere it went a hundred something million dollars all sorts of insanity and whatnot but with this one dragon ball super superhero the latest one it's not doing that you could argue 3d cg the family friendly stuff whatever it may be it definitely has been affected in one way or another by people just not really being all that invested so i feel like the moves that they've been making lately is yo dog we gotta salvage it like it's not doing what we wanted because for starters what we talked about in the last episode they had put out like five minutes of the film uh i want to say the first two minutes was like in 2d animation and whatnot so they put out like the first five minutes of the film to get people excited interested all of that good stuff and probably even that wasn't enough or this is just aggressive marketing like they're keeping on our head tops of you're gonna like this 3d cg you're gonna like it you're gonna want it because one of the things that changed my mind about it y'all already know is that piccolo and gohan stuff and then on top of that a big reveal which we're going to talk about that they were spoiling too because toy animation is just like saying fuck it we're just spoiling the big plot point of what Dragon Ball Super Superhero is and enjoy, which granted I already looked at clips and stuff, so I kind of know what's gonna happen. But for the people that dead ass like would have never known or whatnot, they only follow official stuff. This stuff was released on the official Toei animation site. It straight up is like, yo, here's the new forms, here's the big villain, and then the names on top of that are ridiculous. So let's take a look at Toei Animation leaking massive, huge things for Dragon Ball Super Superhero. For starters, we got Go. Gohan. They straight up show you his entire design, which, yeah, give or take, some people don't like it. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm a big fan of it. People are saying, hey, it looks straight up like Super Saiyan 5. Yes, and Dragon Ball's return has been encompassed of shit tons of fan service. P fans wanted Super Saiyan 5 for 20, 30 years. Here's Super Saiyan 5 in the form of the character that you wanted to see be beastly for a long time, Gohan. And I, I, I rock with it. He looks straight up like back in his perfect cell fight days, but but obviously he's older now and it puts him in a different realm. It puts him in a respectable realm of like, yo dog, he's doing his thing. And then according to this, it says, I believe this is from Toriyama himself. The name of it is Beast 
Gohan. So essentially, out of, and funny enough, that name, while is like, uh, it's probably the best name of the trio of names of the characters that they release. Like, Beast Gohan is like, yo, Gohan is beastly or whatever. I'm like, it's a little bit, uh, but alright, yo, he's a beast, whatever. And then it says, Gohan has had quite a few transformations in the past, but this time he needed to awaken to a new one. Gohan has achieved his own unique evolution based off the sort of awakening he had as a boy. I've even named this transformation Beast Gohan in the sense that the wild beast within him has awakened. I like that. I like that. I'm not going to lie, Toriyama. I like that. People can say whatever they want. I rock with that. The the meaning behind it of awakening the beast within you. That's kind of interesting. For the design, I tried drawing him with a scary face and pale skin, but somehow this didn't feel like Gohan. So in an effort to improve it, I only added upturned hair. This went over surprisingly well. Everyone said it looked so cool, which actually made me feel humbly grateful. Or you just saw Super Saiyan 5 and said, yo, dog, I like I like it. I like it. Put that shit in my series. And where's my check? I'm leaving. Frankly, I'm not sure what sort of design I should use if I ever transform him even further. Laughs. Yo, I swear to God, Toriyama is the the goat of just being like a ridiculously funny idiot savant, so to speak. Like, <laughs> man's basically said, yo, he's a beast, and here's and I don't know what I'd do any further. I, I know what you'd do further. You'd probably turn it into Super Saiyan 3 length, right? Like it's already long as shit. You'll make him look this time around Super Saiyan 3-esque, also with the red eyes. Very, very interesting. Again, that one's okay, but Piccolo. Piccolo, 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 Piccolo. What? Because here we have Piccolo's new design, which it's interesting that his facial expression and whatnot, he kind of looks, uh, aside from the orange skin, like the Namekians from, what was it, Universe 6, if I'm not mistaken? Like, he kind of looks like the Namekians from Universe 6 in the face, and I don't know if it's just like, hey, we want it, because it doesn't really look like Piccolo in the face, if that makes sense. Like, it's Piccolo's body, clothing, all of that jazz, but just facially, he looks more like a Namekian from, again, Universe 6, and apparently his name is, where's the drum roll of Ridiculous? Orange Piccolo. What? Dog, I, 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 like, I know that there's definitely some meaning behind it, but fam, you couldn't have said P Piccolo, you know, mentor status or Piccolo God, God Piccolo, like something like orange. And that's that supposedly Piccolo is, you know, Toriyama's favorite character. He always loved Piccolo and all that jazz, but Piccolo orange, orange Piccolo, like, I don't know. Maybe it might be dope. Maybe it might, but as it stands right now, it just felt like Toriyama was like, check, please. Where's my money here? I drew the motherfucker orange for you guys. Now, give me. And granted, the design, like, I'm not mad at it. It's a buff. Like, yo, I, I really rock with, like, yo, we, we, we cock diesel up in this BI. Like, dope stuff there, but orange piccolo not god kami kami no piccolo nothing and then last but not least which granted the, the name ain't too bad i, I i'll kind of rock with this one as well i take it back this is probably the best name of the three cell max cell was fearsomely powerful foe created by dr jiro through the manipulation of cells this time around jiro's grandson hato used his genius to create cell max so basically spoiling the entire thing a bigger stronger version based on the original cells blueprints however hato only created cell max because it was what magenta wanted so he isn't very fond of Cell Max himself. If Cell Max had been completed according to plan, he would have been a superhuman who even Broly couldn't defeat. But since he was forcibly activated, he became an uncontrollable monster. So we got Bio Broly via Cell. Okay. He's a garishly colored giant who just rampages around screaming. So I feel kind of bad for the voice actor. And he's such a veteran voice actor too. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, that doesn't sound great for Cell. Considering, like, Cell was so awesome because I'm perfect. And this one is 
just like he's if anything beast cell cell beast like that that's a beast right there like gohan is on some godlike shit he awakened his true form of you know his true inner strength he's up now cell like he's just I don't know, they're making him like, eh, that doesn't sound great. And honestly, the fact that they're putting all these spoilers out there just shows that they're really trying to get people to care. Like, they're like, yo, look, here's all the information. Toriyama himself said it, which that is so crazy that that is a legit selling point for fans. Like, if you put Toriyama said this, Toriyama did this, this is according to Toriyama, fans really buy into this shit. It's bananas, but I've seen it so many times that this is a marketing campaign ploy especially in the west of oh the original japanese creator oh yeah which they've adopted that in several different forms throughout the years shown in jump films for example like every one of them that are big and successful they're like yo sorachi was involved yo kishimoto was involved yo kubo did this oda's involved so it, it works and they continue on and poor toriyama the day they leave that man alone like can y'all just give him his checks and he don't gotta do shit like yo just here you go we don't even need you to draw anything fam just here's your checks because i guarantee toriyama does not give a shit when he's calling dudes like yo that's greg orange like i don't know let me know what you guys think about these names and all of the riffraff that's going on with this right now like they spoiled everything and do you care i mean don't get me wrong either way i'm going to watch this film as i've said several times but i don't know the creativity is a little bit lacking my lord especially like do we really want that version of cell i think most people wanted i'm perfect i'm gonna like and also the ideology of yo perfect is actually a bad thing because you can never achieve perfect that was a whole really dope concept so and a little bonus as well says here dragon ball super superhero will have a panel at san diego comic-con friday july 22nd in hall h first 20 minutes of the movie will be exclusively shown there guests will be toshio furukawa chris sabe akio Lioki, and norihiro hayashida Hey, you get to watch 20 minutes of it before it's August release date. Not bad, not bad. Hunter Hunter fans, you're going to be amazed and just wowed over what I'm about to tell you guys. Because while there's a part of this that is just, you know, normal news for Hunter Hunter, Yoshihiro Tagashi, cool beans. Then all of a sudden, Tagashi goes off the rails and starts talking about how hard it is to wipe his own... Because for starters, it says here, Yoshihiro Tagashi will be holding a special exhibition titled Puzzle to commemorate his 35th anniversary as a mangaka. Salute to the GOAT! Yo, he's been doing manga longer than I've been alive. Longer than most of us have been alive. That, or, or as long, like just wow different pieces that make up tagashi's work will be exhibited from october 28th 2022 to january 9th 2023 and an official twitter account will be opened and an official website will be up soon for all of the information they even released this piece of art of like all of the characters from you know hunter hunter and yu yu haka show and even oh his um oh shit his comedy gag series that he did as well uh you got botan you got gon you got tagore you just got everybody yusuke karama kurapika kuwabara that is a freaking awesome awesome thing so normal news right like yo celebrate Tagashi. Tagashi is the go hunter hunter back baby on top of the fact that every other day he releases a new page with some scribbles on it it got us all going crazy like yo what world do we live in that legit we could have like the most banging tweet about like yo live right eat right do things in, in life right and it'll be crickets but let this comic book author draw a scribble on the side of a paper that says a number and 10 million likes 
4 million followers. What world do we live in, dog? And that's not by any means to discredit Tagashi. That's the structure that we're living in. Like, Tagashi's just doing him. Doing him so much so that he is just out of this world. I swear to God, like, I understand why they do this. Like, I always look at it from a deeper thing because Weekly Shonen Jump, they're very careful with what they allow to be said in their magazine or by their authors for that matter. Like, if you stray too far from what they're trying to do, you will get hammered in. Nail that sticks out gets hammered in. That's the laws of Japan, so to speak. The unwritten rules, right? And I think because Hunter Hunter, right? Just bear with me for a second while I explain why Togashi just talks about the most random shit about back pain and wiping his how many people that read Hunter Hunter at this particular point are even young anymore? There's a new generation that's incoming right now. Do they really follow Yoshihiro Tagashi's Twitter? Maybe some of them do, but for the most part, a big majority, especially in Japan, of Hunter Hunter fans are older people, are pretty much people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, etc., etc., that probably been around the block, especially people that have been following Hunter Hunter since like late 90s, early 2000s when it first started and shit like that. They're already family men. They're already probably a little bit set in age if they've been following Tagashi even before that with Yu Yu Hakusho or whatever they're probably a little bit older so it makes more sense and it's relatable more if Tagashi talks about shit that is going on in his life right now his health and stuff like that because somebody that has been riding with Hunter Hunter this long is going to relate more to that than hey man I got a skateboard or just you know something that probably as a you know older person again I'm saying older as if like 20 30 40 years old but you get what I'm saying you're not like a kid anymore you're not a shonen so so to speak and that's why i think they allow and probably even encourage tagashi yeah talk about how, how much your back hurts because here's what oh <laughs> I, I can't even get into this one right now. i can't even talk yoshihiro tagashi says in his new letter that after being unable to sit in a chair for about two years he has given up in his old ways and has managed to resume writing hunter hunter he also advises everyone to take care of your backs he comments on how he was unable to wipe his ass until about two weeks ago so every time he took a poop he had to take a shower he also advises everyone that if you drop something in the floor of the exhibition you should be careful on your posture when picking it up now granted by all means i i believe this this is legit this is tagashi what he's going through in life right now he probably does have back pains the he can't sit in a chair for the last two years though we saw you posing out with a rock band okay like stop the stop the malarkey but probably he suffers from back pain and probably just doesn't want to do manga like th that's not that hard to believe that a man in his what tagashi's in his 50s and 60s he probably doesn't want to sit down drawing all day he just doesn't and he can't because of you know public image and public perception come out and say dog i don't give a fuck about none of this shit no more fans won't rock with it and it'll just be a very horrible thing and granted if you feel that way by all means i agree with what fans would say if you don't care about none of this then end the series i get that aspect too maybe jump is like you ain't ending this gravy train every few years you sell a few million volumes of this shit like no no but it's also very relatable again to like i said people in their 30s 40s where you know your back is starting to hurt a little more it's getting a little more difficult and yeah tagashi speak your truth so that way you can relate to the people that have been hard core dedicated readers you know the cult following that he's amassed over these years relate to them that's relatable as i sit here right now i have a pillow behind me and my back is killing me okay i get it tagashi and i ain't gonna lie i just find it absolutely hilarious and that's why you know further publications i want to get more into like you know when 
seinen manga really start getting a bit more which i feel like that's also going to be the future of seinen manga like jump is what it is right now i feel like the mainstream is going to eventually be succumb to seinen blowing up that's just my opinion and i want to hear more mature and older authors speak their real if it is that you're having troubles with your back if it is that you can't wipe your ass and you you know basically take a shit and jump in the shower which what am i talking about here i prefer to read that than you glossing over yo dog you just bought some new red shoes or some shit like that like i don't care we also got this word from tagashi it says here we are pleased to announce the opening of yoshiro tagashi's puzzle we would like to take this opportunity to express our sincere gratitude to all of you who have read the volumes and have given us your warm love and support stiff isn't it i'm sure you must be thinking no just continue the story i've been unable to sit in a chair to draw for about two years okay so this is a little different uh, translation of what we already know but i have managed to resume drawing by giving up the traditional way of doing things everyone please take care of your hips until two weeks ago before i wrote this i was unable to wipe my ass and had to take a shower oh god yes yeah. so this is basically uh, a better translation every movement takes three to five times longer than a learned person the back is important therefore i strongly recommend that when you drop something at the exhibition because yeah he can only draw laying down right now apparently which <sighs> Poor Tagashi, man. Poor Tagashi. And I also love how the image that he has while he's saying all this is like of a dog laying down drawing. Like, long live Yoshihiro Tagashi. I don't care what anyone thinks about him at this point, including sometimes my own little snarky remarks or criticisms. At the end of the day, this man, living legend. He talks about wiping his ass in Weekly Shonen Jump. How many times have I even mentioned that in this video? Why do I find that so funny? Let's move on, lads. They like to front on us over here on Forever News and say that we don't have no impact over here. They like to pretend like, yo, nothing for now but in case you don't see half the time when i'm reporting stuff is something that we either criticize we dove into a few months beforehand and then voila change comes of course they're never going to give the credit because they're going to say that's some guy in the west nobody talks about nobody knows fair enough whatever if you got a front you front but real ones know what time it is and the change that we make a lot of us have been for a bit now over here saying yo what is happening with My Hero Academia? This editor, this dude, he gotta stop. Like, he botched Samurai 8 with fast pacing. He botched the Hunter's Guild Red Hood. So much so that the author, Yuki Kawaguchi, basically was throwing subliminal shots within the manga at the editor. My Hero Academia, arguably the worst paced arcs of the manga, has been since this dude has taken over. And recently, we just reported that My Hero Academia got a new editor. So they finally removed this dude, but it looks like they understand that dude doesn't know what he's doing or dude just doesn't fit in with the current times or dude is just not the greatest editor for what people want to read because apparently the previous editor to my hero academia not only did they remove him from my hero kind of sounds like they fired his ass and he's only editing right now i think earth child and that's about it and probably when that shit gets axed he might be completely out the door According to Hideo Shinkai and editor's comments, editor Taguchi has left the current editorial department after a transfer. Taguchi previously launched Hellwarden Higuma, Samurai 8, Red Hood, and Earthchild, and also worked with A Gravity Boys and My Hero Academia. And just keeping it a buck, every single thing that this dude has edited on has failed. Samurai 8, that had so much potential, failed. Hunter's Guild Red Hood, so much potential, failed. My my Hero Academia dog, it was like at its peak. 
you bring this dude in right around the time when Meteo shows back up in the series. Boom. Dunzo. Everybody complained from that point on, actually, that the manga just went way too far left. And then A Gravity Boys, I think that got canceled early on as well. Like, yeah, it looks like they got dude the fuck up out of here. And I'm not mad at it at all. I hope he lands on his feet somewhere else. Don't get me wrong. Maybe this just isn't the magazine for him. Maybe, I don't know, Weekly Shonen Magazine would be a better fit or something. But, yeah, get him out of here. Look what he's done. The carnage he left behind. Thankfully, my hero is about to get back on pace, hopefully. And, you know, maybe Kishimoto returns with another manga. And likewise with Yuki Kawaguchi. Because this man has done some damage. He's done some goddamn damage. And we also got updates that apparently Katayama's editor group has now been rearranged and consists of Katayama's doing Jujutsu Kaisen and Doran Dororan, which more than likely means Doran Dororan is going to stick around despite sales not being great. Very, very dope to hear. Uh, Iwasaki, One Piece, Hashimoto, Undead Unluck. Undead Unluck is almost over anyway. They said it's going into its final fight. And Araki, Mission Yozakura Family. Okay, they, they're making a lot of changes in the editorial department and it's funny enough because we've been talking only for like the last year and some change of, yo dog, that, that editor gotta go, there needs to be changes and voila dog, like again, probably the Japanese readers were complaining about it as well, I'm not saying we're the only ones responsible, I'm saying we have a voice over here too and never forget it, don't think just because you don't see them tapping you on the shoulder and saying, good job, that they're not watching, they're watching. Big brother is watching. <laughs> and next let's go on to the weekly Shonen Jump and weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. Weekly Shonen Magazine, courtesy of Jose underscore K. And let's start off actually with Weekly Shonen Magazine. For starters, we got Nakabasutsuki, author of Four Nights of the Apocalypse. This summer sure is a hot one. It feels like every year I get a little worse at handling hotter temperatures. I'm not even gonna lie. Y'all probably think, yo, Fenev, you kind of looking swagged out and stuff. I am boiling right now, dog. The AC unit right next to me, I have to turn it off because if not, you're here. I'm hot, dog. I'm so hot. George Morikawa, author of Hajime no Ippo. This week, I met Prime Minister Kishida, and rightfully so. Legends deserve to be on some legendary stuff. Then we're going to skip ahead over here to Hiro Rashima, author of Eden Zero Fairy Tale. I had a radio performance recently. I was in the midst of trying to improve my vocals, so I probably sounded weird. You are just godlike, dog. Now you radio too. You was just on spaces like godlike, godlike, godlike. Man, praise this dude. Uh, Kei Urana, author of Gachi Akuta. I went to the movies and had a good time, is what I'd say if I hadn't slept in. <laughs> Oh, that was great. That was great. I love this K Urana dude. Like, yo, shout outs to K Urana, or if it's a female as well, uh, shout outs to K Urana, yo. <laughs> Then we got Ken Wakui, author of Tokyo Revengers. I go to the meetings for the spinoff every week. I love seeing the new characters I designed being drawn by Yukinori Kawaguchi. Great way to promote without saying, hey, go check it out. Great way, like, mwah, great marketing. Whoever gave him that idea or if he came up with it himself, excellent, excellent. Check out that Tokyo Revengers spinoff. I think it's with, uh, about Baji, which is not bad at all. Then onward to Weekly Shonen Jumps author comments. We got Gege Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen. I had Kurare-san assist with with the chapters don't mix dangerous things that shouldn't be mixed Jujutsu Kaisen going heavy I really gotta catch up I'm so terrible with that one that's the one that's like I see the dialogue boxes and I literally start screaming no then we got the author comment uh, from the creator of My Hero Academia Kohei Horikoshi which we already kind of read it because we had a leak of that last week but basically that's him saying that he got a new editor change and he wanna go eat barbecue yada yada so we already know that one uh, author of Martial Magic and Muscles Hajime Komodo feels like I spend at least three days of my life just untangling my earphones i swear to god i hate 
that. Oh my god, I hate that so much. That's so freaking annoying. Right here, dog. Keep it nice and clean. And we'll wrap things up with Gen Oska, author of Dorondororong. The Dyson vacuum cleaner is so convenient, but I don't have the hand strength to hold it for very long. Well, why is your hand weak, dog? You, you know how to exercise your hands, your arm muscle, you know what I'm saying? Just had to throw a little degeneracy in there for you. You know, why not? But yeah, people, those were the Weekly Shonen Magazine and Weekly Shonen Jump off the comments. Hope you enjoyed. Always a treat. You already know the deal. Next up, we got a quick update from Marshall Magic and Muscles. In case you don't know, it was announced that Marshall is getting an anime adaptation and then they even took it a step further and said, oh, it's getting an anime and it's coming in 2023, which I say because everything is all stacked moving forward from fall on. Give me 2023. Let's get a spring season maybe. That'd be kind of nice and whatnot. However, we got a little more insight incoming that Marshall TV anime adaptation will be releasing a special video on its official website, Marshall.pw. I've noticed the return of .coms, like websites, exclusive websites are really becoming a thing. I don't know if it's because algorithms are strangling everybody like Twitter and, you know, YouTube and all that stuff. But I have noticed that websites, personalized websites are starting to become a thing. So if you, you know, have a business or anything that you're doing, keep that in mind that it is becoming more common again for people to create their own websites because these algorithms are hurting people and they're not being able to reach the audiences that they want to reach. So keep that in mind. And another limited PV will be released at Jump's YouTube channel soon. So we'll be getting a limited PV. Hopefully it gives us even just a little pieces of animation. I want to see what, you know, just a little bit, whether it be Mosh punching somebody, like just something there so we know what we're dealing with. And also it would be really awesome to see what studio I'm dying to know. Ugh, part of me feels like it is, for some reason in my mind, it is either going to be Toei or Studio Piro. I don't know why I can't shake this horrible feeling of no. And granted, Studio Piro, they probably already have their hands full, I'd imagine. Like Black Clover's movie supposedly is in production. Um, Boruto anime, they're doing, you know, filler hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anime canon, fine. And then, of course, the Bleach Thousand Year Blood War anime return. Like, I don't know if they'd have time. It, it might be a Toei thing. Oh my god. Well, it could work with Toei. If Toei actually cares. If Toei decides we're not gonna do an ongoing thing, we're gonna do 12 or 24 and then carry on, it could work, actually. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic that maybe Toei has learned their lessons and, yeah. Imagine they do some shit and it's Toei, but it's in the 3D CG style, like, of, no, no! Dr. Stone fans, small, tiny little update but apparently dr stone has reached 14 million copies in circulation which i want to say it's on par or close to at this point black clover i can't recall if black clover had 15 or 16 million i want to say it was at 12 for a while and then it probably bumped up it's been a minute but yo dr stone 14 million i'd imagine it's still gonna keep going like with the anime incoming we got that special next month and then uh, the animes return next year it's probably gonna continue on top of that they're doing one shots after the manga ended to keep people invested like very interesting strategies that they're utilizing with dr stone and either way dr stone 14 million and also in here this small little segment uh world trigger will be absent from jump square issue 8 due to the author's physical condition series will resume issue number 9 august 2022 honestly they should have the author world trigger just do something similar to tagashi with more consistency of have him go away draw 10 chapters give it to them take a break come back next year with 10 more that's what he should do because this is ridiculous this is every other week this dude is getting 
getting sick, messed up. It's been for years now since dude broke his wrist or sh shattered his wrist or something like that, that he's been sick. Let this guy just hand in chapters from time to time. This is too much at this point, and I feel so bad for the author of World Trigger. Big, big news for fans of Jump Plus series in general. Again, like I've been telling you guys, I've been screaming it, that Jump Plus is the future, and the West is about to really know what time it is when it comes to Jump Plus, because according to this, it says all Shonen Jump Plus app series will be officially translated and simul-published at Manga Plus starting in 2023. Works will be serialized in English and available in all countries except China and Korea. The disclaimer also mentions that some specific works may be restricted to Japan and indie works are excluded from this upcoming plan as well. And it should be noted that this plan refers to new serializations and doesn't necessarily imply old series from the platform will be getting added. So if you're expecting like Fire Punch to be on there off rip, eh, you probably got to hold your horses. But newer stuff like pretty much which is already coming like Spy Family comes, Kaiju comes, but anything else, Don the Don, all of that good stuff. Well, Don the Don's on there as well. Pretty much anything new moving forward is going to be English and available. And that's once again what I've been telling you guys that Jump Plus is the future, especially if you're a little bit older, you're not 12 years old anymore. You're probably, you know, in the 20s, 30s, etc., etc., 40s, whatever. You probably are going to be more invested in this when this comes than Jump's regular stuff. Jump is probably going to revert back at some given point to where it all began with kind of, you know, catering towards younger kids and whatnot. And they're going to probably push us over to Jump Plus to differentiate the audiences and keep us on board. Because realistically, if we had a magazine, a digital app that gave us the manga that catered to us and where we're at in life right now, the stuff we're into right now, we'll probably stay on board as manga and anime fans. However, if Jump is like throwing too much of kitty stuff or things that we're not interested, it'll kind of turn us off. So I think they're trying to cut the audience and you guys over here and you guys over here, which is smart from a business standpoint. And either way, it's a big win because, yo, more manga that are from Jump Plus, especially a lot of titles that are probably epic that, hey, we don't get to read. We got to wait for unofficials and yada yada will be at our fingertips and I am here for it, baby. Let's go. Okay, people, on to the music side of things. We got a lot of music-related stuff to talk about. For starters, I wanted to kick it off with something very massive, pretty controversial. I'm going to tread lightly on this one because, yeah, you already know how it be. Apparently, though, Billy Joe Armstrong from the band Green Day says that he'll renounce his U.S. citizenship over Roe v. Wade reversal. Green Day frontman Billy Joe Armstrong has told fans at a concert that he intends to renounce his U.S citizenship following the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a controversial move that eliminates the federal constitutional right to abortion nationwide. During a performance as part of the band's Hella Mega Tour at London Stadium in the UK on Friday, Armstrong expressed his frustration as he told the crowd, F America, I'm effing renouncing my citizenship, I'm effing coming here. He went on to say there's too much effing stupid in the world to go back to that miserable effing excuse of a country before urging fans to be prepared saying, you're gonna get a lot more of me in the coming days so pretty much he's leaving america to go to london which don't get me wrong i'm sure that there's some benefits to being in london or whatever but honestly i wouldn't be surprised if this is just like a power move of like yo my audience is in london anyways i got a bigger global outside of u.s audience so let me just rock out over here anyways like i'm sure he legitimately feels that way about you know the reversal and him not and him not rocking with it or whatnot but honestly when you do stuff like that it's like why you gotta say i'm moving here it just kind of feels a little strange but 
either way, honestly, I don't want to dive too into this. I will give you guys a quote from Lyric Michelle of A Room Full of Mirrors that kind of sums it up. Then in other news, apparently this band that hasn't dropped since 2012 is returning. It says the Mars Volta haven't put out an album since 2012's Nocturniquette, but last year they became more of an active concern with the release of a career-spanning box set, which includes a collection of previously unheard demos. Now the group is teasing their first new music in a decade with a cube installation in Los Angeles. And I'm not even gonna lie, the reason why I wanted to talk about this, because I'm not too familiar with this band, is them doing that is such a very interesting way of marketing, putting this giant black cube in the middle of just like the town and shit. Very, very interesting. It reminds me of, was it Summer Walker? I want to say it was Summer Walker that they had like this break the glass in order to get to the USB drive that has the album. It was something along the lines of that. I like creative marketing and I think that this is very interesting putting the black box kind of like this is Pandora's box and we're returning after a decade. This is very interesting and I'm looking forward to seeing how this all turns out and I don't know, is there more to it with this black box? Is it just like, hey, there's a cube in the middle of town or either way creative and I like it. Shout out to my guy Daniel Santos for recommending it. Check out the pod. Then a little bit of Kendrick Lamar news. Uh, for starters, he was recently at a performance and I believe it was in support of women regarding the Roe v. Wade situation. He pretty much had for starters his crown that he has that is apparently like $3 million. Like dog, if that's $3 million on your head, wow craziness, insanity. But also uh, he basically was speaking up for women's rights during a performance and he kept on saying, And him winning Best Hip Hop Artist at the BET Awards, which the BET Awards, honestly, this year, probably one of my favorite of all the years. Like Diddy's performance and, you know, his tribute to his uh, baby mom and whatnot, all of that shit was very impactful. And just seeing him performing I'll Be Missing You and everything, shout outs to Diddy. That was a really awesome performance. Loved it. Then, I'm very excited to tell you guys, if you're a Lloyd Banks fan, you don't know who Lloyd Banks is. He was part of G-Unit. Now he's doing his own independent thing. Uh, he got a new record out from his upcoming album, Course of the Inevitable 2, and it's featured who is Conway aka Conway the Machine from Griselda and the record is called Menace and I listened to the record very Banks-ish I love seeing Banks actually collaborating with like some of the newer artists you know Griselda's really been making waves in hip-hop and just in general probably the last couple months I want to say I've become a massive fan of Conway the Machine I just between his story his music the substance in his music like dude is already a legend walking I feel like he's definitely going to go on to bigger and greater things he's just really freaking dope one day I'm going to make a record with Conway the Machine. Hands down, bar none. It has to happen. It will happen. I've claimed it. We're going to do that record someday. And it's going to be called Scarface. Not Tony Montana Scarface. Like, scars on the face. Putting that out there into the atmosphere. But yeah, shout outs to uh, that Banks record. It's produced by uh, Cartoon Beats and... Yeah, I kind of rock with it. Then, in case you missed it, there's a new record with Eminem and Snoop. And I'm not even going to lie. That was unexpected, even though I think they did talk about months ago that they were going to collab or something like that. I didn't catch it. Y'all already know. I got a million things I'm reading and watching. I don't got time for that. But I caught the record when it dropped. And I was like, yo, this is fire to see Em and Snoop. And I was thinking to myself, like, it's been a long time since we've really seen them. Like, they had that little falling out a year or two back where Snoop was like, I think he didn't put Em in his top or something like that. It was honestly, you know, internal beef between family or whatever but not even beef I don't even want to call it beef they just had a little misunderstanding and to see them back together in this really dope tribute to Mary Joanna <laughs> 
the music video is creative it seems as though it was kind of like pushing a lot of the nft space though like you know the whole monkey look of the nft that eminem bought or whatnot but either way very creative dope song and just in general it's nice to see m back i want to say that's coming to his curtain call 2 album which curtain call 1 if i'm not mistaken that was when he took a long break after that so m might be taking a big break after this one too depending like curtain call was I think after that, we had to wait, what, five years for relapse? And then saving the best for last, courtesy of TDE's Punch, we got a couple of new records from A Room Full of Mirrors. Well, for starters, we got the Daylight featuring Punch record that I talked about last episode, if I'm not mistaken, or the episode before that. It has a music video that, I'm not even gonna lie, all you could do is just be impressed that one guy did the whole damn thing from the song to shooting the music video to directing it to editing it. Daylight did the whole entire thing, like even filming Punch's part. He had the drone in one hand as he's filming the music video. That is right there. God like stuff. There is no way you cannot say that dog how, how you did all of that highly recommend you check that out storm comes really dope music video great song just in general like it's the thing i ain't gonna lie very creative and i loved it and just in general the visuals very creative kind of gives you almost like a heroic feel in a way but highly recommend you check it out and also a room full of mirrors has a new record with a music video on top of that called another day very very chill vibe kind of gives you that west coast in a way vibe of relaxing and all around good stuff like just genuinely positive music that isn't corny because you know there's those things where people get like corny and whatnot this isn't corny this is just straight up like real music that you can enjoy and at the same time it has substance and kind of almost a little bit of healing you know what i'm saying a little bit of medicine with the poison that sometimes yeah you're gonna listen to a record like bang bang shoot them up like it's hard to avoid but then you get the positive stuff that's going to heal with stuff like what you're gonna get from a room full of mirrors stuff that you're gonna get from daylight punch everybody out there lyric michelle nick grant ichiban don all of these dudes um early riser shout outs it's really freaking dope what they're doing and yeah i had to point it out they got some really dope stuff go check it out roomfullofmirrors.com and yeah people that's all i have for this episode of Fenever news curious what you guys think most important story favorite story something i didn't talk about and you're like yo Fenev, you better talk about it next one let me know i'm trying to get a little more acclimated into the rock and metal stuff like I'm, I'm little by little inching into it started off with a green day story i made a little bit political but yeah just keep on recommending me and i swear i will continue to dive into what you guys want me to talk about when it comes to the world of music and also what i want to talk about because that's a big thing as well it's Fenev news you know what i'm saying that's all i have for this one i'm Fenev world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life boy have an awesome day peace in you guys just watched another episode of forever have an awesome day hit that subscribe and that bell you know you love this show dog i give too much let's go <laughs>